welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast. Covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course Star Wars. That's right. This is the Decast. This week on episode number one hundred and fifty-two, myself and Skylar have some Apple Podcast reviews for you, or for us actually. Also, the box office rundown. Black Panther from Marvel dropped this week. Lots to talk about there. The Incredibles two trailer came out. We have the Disneyland report with Ben Solo. Also, Disneyland is raising their prices again along with the Disney streaming service, that and much more on episode number 152 of The D-Cast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you're listening to the podcast covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and, of course, Star Wars. That's right. This is The D-Cast. And with me, as always, is the man with the plan himself, the co-hostess with the mostest, except he's not a hostess, he's a host. And we have Skylar Schuler. <laughs> How you doing today, Skylar? It just rhymed. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad we were finally able to get this podcast oh. done this week, because last week was just such bad luck for oh, both of us. My gosh. So last I don't week, know what was going on, but it was just not good. We had to record late because I've been moving and stuff. Things have been busy. We haven't been recording in the afternoons. You went to Disneyland during the day on Sunday, and we're going to record that night, except getting back from Disneyland, you got stuck on the 91. Uh, yeah. And so I've been there before. And, and it was a lot what we thought was going to be like 20 extra minutes. Uh, two hours later, I'm like, all right, well. Guess we're not recording tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then things just got crazy. You know, you had kids not wanting to go to sleep. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just record the episode by myself. And I did 40 minutes in and then the computer just crashed. And I said, the universe must be saying no podcast this week. So yeah, no decast. Yeah. So, uh, and then I was going to get the, I was going to try to get with Ben and do a short episode because I had a, a break at work and that break got filled by things I had to take care of. And it was just bad. So bad. So we're so sorry, guys. But thank you so much for being patient with us. Before we get into this week's episode, make sure that you follow us on all the various social media networks, Facebook, Instagram, of course, Twitter. Let's go to decast.com for all of the social media networks. Also, our Patreon link is there. If you want to support us on Patreon, that would be amazing as well. Also, Skylar, I want to give away a copy of Disney Pixar's Coco. So it hasn't come out yet. It comes out on the 27th. What should we do if we want decasters to enter into win for a copy of, of, uh, of Disney Pixar's Coco? We're making this up right now. So what should we do? Oh, wonderful. Hmm. So see, we could do, we could do one of a million things. Uh, we could, what do we like? What do we at the Decast like the most? We love it. We love Apple iTunes reviews. Apple iTunes reviews. Yes. We we love we love Twitter. We love our social media and our you know our follower engagement. We could always do a follow us on Twitter and retweet um, to win a copy. We can how about you know give Facebook Facebook our Facebook, Facebook numbers are I low. Like you follow us on Facebook. Go to decast.com slash Facebook. Follow us on there. And you'll be entered to win a copy of Disney's Pixar's Coco. If, if you are already following us, just post, hey, I'm entering to win this contest for the Disney Pixar's Coco Blu-ray DVD combo pack, and you'll get entered to win. And if you do follow us, every time you engage in a post, you leave a comment, you leave a like, that's another entry. And then we'll take all those entries, we'll put them in a bag, and we'll pull a name out, and that's who wins it. How about that? I love it. There you go. And... 
Contest begins immediately. Let's go. Contest begins immediately. If you want our uh, our Facebook link, go to the decast.com. Facebook's there. And then just start liking it. I'll see that you liked it, and I'll put your name in a hat. If you already like us on Facebook, just leave a comment or a post on our page. We'll see it, and then you'll be entered to win. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce the winner. Let's see here. Today's the 18th. Let's pull up my calendar here. Comes down the 27th. So I'm going to I'm going to announce the winner on March 4th. March 4th is when I'm going to announce the winner. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, my shoot got canceled for L.A. for so I'm not going to be in L.A. in March. Skyler, I'm sorry. I know. No, stop it, got, it. It got pushed to May. These Hollywood types and they're they're. Now let's move things and this and that. Uh, and, just take a vacation. I, I Come on know. down. My wife and I have been talking about going um, sometime in late March for our anniversary. We need to just to go to Disneyland. So maybe we'll see. I'll talk her into it. But we just did buy a house. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So make sure money. You, money. God, make sure you do that. And speaking of iTunes reviews and, and podcast reviews, I got three new ones here that we have not read yet. We'll start from the earliest one. It's from Keaton, um, I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm not even going to say it. Keaton, on February 5th, says, too much swag. These guys know their stuff. Very informative, positive, energetic. It's the only Disney podcast I listened to recently. Fell behind on watching, but used my three-hour drive from Santa Rosa to catch up. Never even nodded off. Keep up the dope work squad fam and Shaka Bra. Yes. Thank you. Don't know what all that means, but thank you. (laughs) Keaton. You're the man. Yes. Now we have Zach here who says, so happy I found this. Also five stars. I love movies so much, and I've been listening to the podcast for about six months. I heard about it on the Super Carlin Brothers channel and immediately went to listen. Now I listen to it every week and don't know what I do without it. By the way, Armin Zola isn't German. He's Swiss. Yes, we know. Zach, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Super Carlin Brothers, Jonathan, Ben. I know you're listening, guys. Thank you for always plugging us, always just telling people about us in casual conversation. People, I, I've seen so many times where people will leave a comment or or tweet you guys, hey, you guys know a Disney po- good Disney podcast. You guys always say the Dcast. Thank you, guys. Um, this podcast didn't start getting big until you guys, you guys are just awesome. So thank you for that. And thank you, Zach, for taking their advice. Awesome. Last, thank la- you, guys. Last one, Lacey Dog. Nine says, great show. I love what you guys do. It lightens my day when I listen to the show. Thank you, Lacey. I appreciate that. That is awesome. Yes. Um, guys, we appreciate the love. Please, if you have not done it already, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, not just a stars. We got like seven star, like seven, five stars last week. Only three of you left reviews. And I love the stars. Thank you. It does help. What helps more is if you talk to us. We love talking to yes, you. Please. Come on. So go ahead and do that. With that, we're going to move on to the part of the show I like to call the box office rundown. And that's where we talk about the box office. And finally, Disney has something in the game. They have a, a dog in the race. And uh, yeah, if there was no competition. I, I believe, I want to I say the number one movie, which happened to be a Disney Pixar Marvel movie, made more money combined than the next... Uh, I'm going to say 31 movies. Yeah. She, everything. I, you could probably say 40. Uh, yeah, I'm just guessing. I'm looking like okay, 17, 16, then big drop seven, seven, five, three, two, one. And everything after that's a million and under. So gosh, well, how do we report this? Number five, the 15, 17 to Paris, $7.6 million. I'm going to see it. 
after I stopped watching Black Panther so many times, um, because it's that good. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it, Skyler? Yeah. So I finally came around to watching it. Okay. And you know what my big problem was? What? The same thing I talked about a couple podcasts ago that I'm not into the gimmick of getting the real actors. These. Okay. I want to get this out of the way before I say this. I respect what these guys did. They are heroes. Yes. They, they stopped a terrorist attack. And I and I commend them for what they did. And they are true heroes. And I and that is awesome. Yes. They cannot act to save their lives. They're not trained actors. No, it was it. It just it, it just I, I would have liked to have seen a, a professional actor take on this role. You know, I it's just me. It, you could just tell these actors were forced to play themselves like it was it was forced acting. And um, despite despite what I think of them as real life hum, human beings, as actors, it, they are not good. And that's to be expected. You have these guys who were, you know, heroes, who were soldiers, who, you know, that there there was no inkling that these guys ever wanted to be actors. So going up against people in, in feature films who have trained their entire lives to be professional actors, and that is a an industry where you know, it's if you break into to film and movies, you know, full length feature films, that's the top like point one percent, point zero one percent of all actors. So you, you you put you juxtapose them against you know other actors, it just doesn't look good. And uh, that was my fear. Take nothing away from them, their families, what they've done, but yeah, that's just. Anyways, number four, Jumaji, welcome to the jungle. Still hanging in there, seven point nine million dollars. This movie, uh, I'm looking forward to the sequel. I, it, you know, it just crossed nine hundred million dollars. Oh, nine hundred four million worldwide. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane to me. Um, Has I, this made more than the original get, Jumanji? Oh, it's probably quadrupled the original oh, Jumanji box office total. Man, that's insane to me. Insane. Uh, how many times have you seen it? I've seen it. I've only seen it twice. You got a pre-screening. I remember that. I got the pre-screening and then I went back and saw it again and enjoyed it just as much as the first time. Um, I figured I would have seen it a couple more times, but you know, I'm for some reason I'm seeing a lot of horrible movies at this moment. (laughs) It's that time of year. I'm picking the wrong things to see or studios are just releasing the wrong movies, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Yeah. They released poor films in this time of year, unfortunately. Uh, And then number three, Valentine's weekend. I can't believe it didn't do better. Uh, 50 shades freed. Uh, This franchise has crossed the $1 billion mark. Yeah. Shame on everyone. People have spent over a billion dollars seeing these Fifty Shade movies. And it's the same dirty scenes over and over. I don't I mean, not that I saw the newest one, but I'm I'm only hearing what I'm told. <sighs> like uh, it's the same dirty scenes over and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's um Yeah. Yeah, let's we'll move on from there. Yeah, please, please. $16.9 million, and let's hope we never hear from them again. Number two, Peter Rabbit. How is this doing Rotten Tomato-wise, review-wise? I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to take my kids pretty soon. I ha- I, I, I don't, I don't know. know Rotten Tomato-wise. I can tell you that I finally did come around to seeing it. Uh-huh. 
And it's okay. It's okay. It's not as horrible as I thought it was going to be. It, this is probably one of those rare. It, it's not as good as the Paddington movies because those are on a different level. Yeah. But it's better than those Smurf movies. Oh gosh, I hate the Smurf. So movies. it's so it's kind of like right in the middle between being a really good movie and being a really bad movie. It's just it's just it's okay. There's a couple charming scenes, but. They got the voice talent in there, which is a kind of another thing for me, at least. I I feel like they get these actors to be voice actors just for the name recognition. You probably could have hired better voice actors to voice the rabbits and such. Instead, they got, you know. Uh, it's a stacked cast. It's Daisy Ridley. It's Margot Robbie. Um, James Corden. Gosh, uh, Rose Byrne, Donald Gleason. Yeah, and just just uh, for the for the rabbits, they could have easily cast like really talented voice actors, like I don't know Brian Hall, you know, our our friend over at you know Brian Hall Voices, who that's what he trains to do. Instead, they just oh he'll he'll be getting he'll be getting full time work here pretty soon if he doesn't have it already. Oh oh he's I, yeah he I, I know for a fact he he's doing fine but he could be doing really fine if they stop hiring people who have no business voice acting voice acting. I'm just saying there's exceptions to this. Ellen DeGeneres is like an exception to this for me. Like she just embodied that role. But anyways, and Tom Hanks, I'll give Tom Hanks that too. Anyways, number one coming in. One hundred and ninety-two million dollars on the four-day weekend, estimated to be coming in at two hundred and eighteen million dollars. The King of Wakanda himself, Marvel's Black Panther. My gosh, can we talk about this film now? Because I am in love with this movie. It, it Marvel has done it again. They have taken the comic book genre and moved it into something else that we have not seen before. Yeah, what, 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 yeah, I'm I am flabbergasted about how good it is, and I'm angry that you were mad. Yeah, you were right about the end credit scene. Yes, I I was so I, I was so I was happy I was, I was right about the end credit scene. Um, it was so funny. I was going to see the movie with Derek that day. You texted me that I was right. Um, and Derek saw that Derek from the cinema, our friend from the Cinema Insider. He he saw. He got so upset. He goes, "I know what you're calling." No. Uh, it was funny. This is the second highest uh, opening for uh, domestically, the highest opening weekend for a Marvel movie since the Avengers, which is number one. Gosh, that is crazy. And it totally blew uh, our friend Deadpool out of the water, out of the pool. Oh, like, completely out of the water. Like, Everyone's like, oh, you can't open a movie in February. And Deadpool proved that you can, you could. And then Marvel was like, oh, we can do it better and put Black Panther out there. And what this movie, from a cultural perspective, means is huge. But also just how dang good it was. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, here's what's crazy. Like, for, for, okay, from a cultural standpoint, we kind of already knew this was going to be huge and yeah. an impact uh you know for the the african-american community the african community in general not just african-american um the black community um however marvel has a tr has a trend right now that is going fantastic and i want to see it coming 
female heroes are stealing the movie. Yep. Yep. Oh man, the Dora Milaje was awesome. Yep. Okoye was awesome. Yep. Akio was awesome. Shuri is going to end up being a lot of people's new favorite MCU character. Yep. Um, you know, it was it was just super cool to see these characters. Angela Bassett is just a legendary actress mm-hmm. and was fantastic in the movie. Um, and that just goes off with all these other female heroes that Marvel's cranking out when you look at like Valkyrie and um, Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, Gamora, Nebula, Mantis. Now Marvel has this train going and they also are on this new role of finally doing something right with their villains. I know. Fantastic villains. We were just on a low street of just mediocre villains, you know, besides your Loki. Um, Now we're getting, you know, you can say Ego, Hela, um, Warmonger, gosh. uh, uh, Claw was fantastic. Um, I'm one of the rare people that thinks Claw was better than Killmonger, but Killmonger was still fantastic. Oh, yeah, he was. I like I I liked Claw. I I was surprised. Okay, we're moving into spoiler territory here, people. So if you haven't seen Black Panther, here's your warning. We're moving into spoiler territory now. Okay, you've been warned. Good. I'm surprised they killed off Claw. I really am. I didn't think they'd kill him off. Um. So initially, I, I was a little surprised, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? Just because they killed off Claw doesn't mean they're not using Andy Serkis moving forward. Because I know he was a part of, you know, the the motion capture for Age of Ultron, and oh yeah, uh, they're gonna. I think he's helped had a helping hand in Infinity War. I'm sure they're gonna have something else for Andy Serkis to do moving forward, and because. Andy Serkis is probably the most flexible actor in terms of what he can do as an actor, a chameleon. Yeah. I, I think we will see him in a different role or even doing something else for the Marvels, maybe even direct a movie. Um, I, we got to see how Jungle Book does when it comes out this year, but maybe even direct a movie. I, I don't think we're done seeing Andy Serkis in the MCU. I actually wouldn't be surprised, and I don't know, there's, I know nothing about this if we don't see him on like a Captain Marvel where there's you know where they go back in time a little bit and he's there somehow that'd be cool it it fits that time frame in the 90s um you know I I, maybe we see a maybe we see the young T'Chaka as Black Panther like maybe a cameo or you know see some of these established characters uh that were older in the past, it'd be cool. So maybe we do see maybe like a, a snippet of claw. Now, one guy who stole the show for me, and this guy's been killing it, uh, Sterling K. Brown. My gosh. Oh, yeah. Like such an accomplished actor. Now, you know, you had This Is Us. He was in uh, Mar- uh, Marshall. He's been in a few other films lately. He's just been killing it. And he came out of nowhere. And now, yeah, he- gosh. He was so he was I you know it's funny is when I was sitting there watching the film and they opened the film with that you know the storytelling and the flashback scene uh-huh. I had forgotten that Sterling K Me Brown too. was even in the film and I'm like oh Sterling K Brown that's yep. awesome he plays uh he plays T'Chaka's uh brother brother yeah so it was yep. you know it was kind of cool to see him um one of my uh, I, I I keep saying this you might have seen it on Twitter my favorite character is Okoye, who is the the general of the Dora Milaje, the female yep. warrior group that uh, serves the king. Um, I just really liked that character of Okoye. She was, you know, she was like 
not just a bodyguard or a, or a, you know, uh, a guard to T'Challa. She was almost like a big sister to him, yeah. um, which I really enjoyed. And you can tell throughout the movie when she had to serve Killmonger, you can tell she didn't, she wanted no part of it, but another character that really kind of stole the show and was kind of funny too. Like it was, it was a very much needed kind of breath of fresh air for sense of humor. And it wasn't over the top was, um, Mbaku or Manape. Yep. Gosh, Uh, the guy was funny. You know, there's that one scene where, you know, they had, there's this like moment where T'Challa is thanking everyone and, you know, there's like, okay, let's go get the throne back. Let's go. Let's fight. And then all of a sudden you just hear him, Baku, yawn. And he's like, are you done yet? <laughs> it, it was just really cool. Well, that, I, there was the one scene is he was uh, telling Agent, what's his face? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, Ross. Agent Ross. He's like, you shut your mouth or I will feed you to my children. And they're like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. We're vegetarians. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so much. So many good lines in this movie. Gosh. That's all I gotta say. And the thing is, they were able. There, you could sense the seriousness, seriousness, seriousness there. Yet, you still had that Marvel tongue in cheek that we're used to. But they've done it in a different way that they haven't done it before. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, I. Okay, do you have any like weaknesses on the film? What were your, some of your weaknesses? Weaknesses. There's not. Trust me. But before I say mine, there are. Not a lot, and the ones that there are are just minor nitpicks. Oh gosh, I thought I thought the whole Korea chase scene was a little shoehorned, a little bit. I liked it. I didn't. I trying to understand the context of that, but then cinema, like from a cinematography point of view, inside the bar there or the or the casino, that was filmed amazingly. You had uh, T'Challa come down from the top level onto the first level, and they. Then he followed him all in one shot. That was amazingly done. Uh, Agent Ross was a little weird. That whole side storyline. I would have. I, I don't like. And this is more of an MCU thing. I don't like the shoehorning shoehorning CIA in there. I would like to have seen Shield kind of carry on the mantle, but maybe hopefully we'll see that soon. Um, gosh, overall, um, I think Killmonger's you know origin intro, you know with with Andy Serkis could have been stronger. I, I'm not finding a whole, I gotta watch it again. Really? Honestly, I was so taken back by the film in general. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot. I'm kind of just nitpicking here. Kind of just grabbing for something. Maybe I didn't like. Yeah. I, okay. So, uh, personally, I, m- my favorite scenes from the whole movie were actually the casino scene and the Korea chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just so much fun and watching those scenes, I'm like, man, I would love to see Ryan Coogler do maybe like a, like a James Bond film in the future or a fast and the furious movie. Cause I think Ryan Coogler would do so good with those kinds of movies. Um, I see it's so hard cause they're, they're just minor nitpicks. When I, when I, when I had first come out, I've seen it twice already. So when I had first come out of the film, I ranked that my top 10 favorite MCU films and I had black Panther at five yep. and then I saw it again and I moved it all the way up to two. Like I felt something the second time around that I didn't feel the first time yep. and it just moved up my rankings. It passed guardians of the galaxy. It passed Thor Ragnarok and it passed a uh, civil war in terms of just pure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. My only like minor nitpick on the whole movie 
and it's just a nitpick for me was there was a little bit of over the top dialogue um, a couple times from Killmonger and um, a couple times from Shuri where I don't think the jokes like kind of fully hit what yeah, I think they uh, were going for. I'd see that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it was just the minor, the most min- minor <laughs> nitpicks. And that was it. Yeah. I'd say just a couple little things. There was a couple. There's a little. Some of the exposition was a little long, I think. I, I would agree with you there. And I know what they're trying to do with it, but I think they could have probably written it differently. But again, I'm not a writer. Um yeah. So gosh, I, yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think, I think they could have done some better dialogue and just the jokes could have landed a little better, but then there's the end credit scene, which, you know, now you have two end credit scenes. If you haven't seen it, uh, why are you listening right now? Cause we're talking about spoilers. First of all, yeah. Or if you left, like the, why do people do that? Like, so, well, I, I I'm, I'm going to talk real talk here. In my community is a very, very, white community very very white and um you would if walking into my theater on on thursday night you would not have if you just would have walked come to my town and walked straight into that theater not looking anywhere else you would not have known that so that culturally just what what this movie is for the the black community is amazing so gosh but what i love about this film is this bringing in so many people into the Marvel Cinematic Universe who weren't even interested in it before because there was no representation or there was very little representation. So I, I love what it's doing there. With that said, there were people in our theater who had never maybe seen a Marvel film before. And we, we were all saying, no, no, sit down. There's going to be more scenes. And they then they sat. But then there are other people who just don't seem to care who you see them at every premiere and they don't care there's after credit scenes and they get up and they go out. I don't understand that. Like there's important world building stuff here within the cinematic universe and you refuse to stay and you're in my way as I'm trying to. Anyways, yeah, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Why do you get up? You stay to the end of the credits unless Joss Whedon directs it and he's just mean. So, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I experienced the same thing. I was at a packed theater yesterday watching the film and by the time the end credit scenes came, there were only four people in a packed theater. I'm like, yes. are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a Marvel. First off, it's a Marvel movie. Second off, enjoy the credits. Enjoy the people that worked on the film. Yeah. Um, and then you're just and after you enjoy that, you get, you know, a couple nice little Easter eggs that kind of extend what Marvel's doing in the future, which is always a fantastic thing to do. Yep. Um, that's just me. Yeah. I, I feel, I'm right there with you. Yeah, so also like so with end credit scenes, you have, um, you know, Black Panther, King T'Challa. He's opening up Wakanda to the world now, which is huge, which means for Avengers: Infinity War, Wakanda is going to be like the world leader against what's coming at them because they're the only ones who have the technology to combat Thanos. Period. Right. Two, you have this connection where okay, um, Winter Soldier's not frozen anymore. And he's now, what did they call him? They called him White Wolf? Yeah, well, in the comics, White Wolf yes. is an adopted brother to T'Challa, and he runs his own, like, militant Wakandan, like, army. Yep. It's insane. Yep. I'm not saying, so I, what I'm, th- and we see this in the Infinity War trailer, so this really isn't a spoiler to Black Panther, even though we've been talking spoilers to Black yeah. Panther, but... I think, and I'm just guessing, that T'Challa 
is going to give an army to uh, Bucky. Bucky, absolutely. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. You have you have um, him in that scene, and then you also have Captain. You have Steve Rogers, Captain America, in that scene. Which, according to toys released, apparently uh, Cap's shield's going to look a little different in this, at least for her part of uh, Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, so, I like it. I like it too. It's going to be amazing to see what he can do with it. So, anyways. We could talk forever about Black Panther, and I would encourage you all. I'm gonna see it again tonight. See it again and again and again. And you know, I for it is I am a firm believer, especially in the entertainment industry, that representation is important. And don't just go see this movie because representation is important. That's not a good reason to see the movie, I think. See because it's an amazing movie and Amazing movies that do a really good job at representing our culture and our world need to be put on a pedestal. People need to go see it. Go see this film. And not only is it just a great film, does great representation, but also the way it ties in everything else, the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets me so excited for Infinity War, for Ant-Man. And yeah, so gosh, it's just really good. Go see it. And anybody see the slam dunk contest where they had the where Chadwick Boseman put the the Black Panther face on? I can't remember who. Was oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that was pretty cool. So anyways, yeah, go see it. That's all I got to say. Agreed. Yeah. So we haven't re- you haven't reviewed it on Disney Film Facts. He actually asked me to write a review, but I've been so busy. I haven't been able to like do anything to like right now. So how would you rate it scale of one to one to ten? So I gave it an 8.5. Okay. On my initial screening. Okay. It for me, the movie from a cultural standpoint, a an entertainment standpoint, um from a filmmaking standpoint, I'd be crazy not to give this movie anything lower than a 9. I'm giving it a straight 9. It is my second favorite MCU film behind The Winter Soldier and The Winter Soldier I gave a nine too. So I have never given an MCU film a 10. So it's, it's side by side with winter soldier as the best MCU film. It really is. Um, so I'm going to give it a nine. I'm, I'm going to say nine right now. I'm going to see it again tonight. It may go higher. I don't know. We shall see. Oh gosh. It's, yeah. It's right up there. Definitely competing with, with uh, winter soldier. Eh, gosh, yeah, it's, it's my top. I'm gonna say my top three right now. Top three, for sure. Nice. Uh, I think it's gonna beat out Guardians for number two. I really do. Maybe even, maybe even Winter Soldier. Winter Winter Soldier was just such a game changer for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's hard to dethrone that one. It really is. Yeah. Well, Winter, and you're completely right. But the but Winter Soldier is the effects of Winter Soldier. Hmm are still going on into infinity that well, that's just so in, insane to me. Yeah. It's, Oh, they're so smart. And it was really smart how that particular time when agents of shield was good, they were able to link in agents of shield with that. So you saw the episode before, and then you saw the movie like two days later, and then you were so excited to see agents of shield for like the next four or five episodes. Then I got bad again. So, that's just me on exactly. Agents of Shield. I'm sorry if you like Agents of Shield. No, no, it's poop. <laughs> With that, guys, uh, we're going to take you to last week's 
Disneyland report from Ben Solo. We do apologize for not getting this out earlier, but we love Disneyland. So we got lots of Disneyland to talk about here. So I'm going to go ahead and transition early to the Disneyland report with Ben Solo. What's going on, Andy and Skyler? Ben Solo here with the Disneyland Report. Now, I'm actually coming to you guys from uh, Disney's California Adventure, and I thought it would be fun to record as I walk through California Adventure and I can make my way to Disneyland so you guys can hear the sights. Well, actually, not the sights, sorry. The sounds of Disneyland. And you know what? I've had such a great weekend here. Another great weekend at the parks. Uh, I know that there's a little bit of a headache right now with the, the price increase for the annual pass holders. I, for one, I, I got to get my fix, man. I'm going to renew it one way or another. Um, but I'm constantly reminded of such a beautiful community in the parks. Whether you're a part of a social club, yes, a social club. Whether you are a part of a Disney Facebook group or you have your own Instagram page. You know what, you bring something different to the table. I'm, I'm very fortunate to interact with people from all walks of life that do this on a regular basis, um, that are part of social clubs, that are part of uh, Disney Facebook groups, and that are part of um, their own Instagrams. And it's it's the best feeling to, to be around that interaction. Now, um, for those of you that are concerned about any new uh, Merchandise drop. There is new spirit jerseys. Uh, the princess kind. So there is a Cinderella spirit jersey. There is a Snow White spirit jersey. There is a Little Mermaid. And a, I believe, Aurora spirit jersey. So if you are collecting those, make sure you stop by. If you haven't tried the Lunar New Year, if you haven't had a chance to stop by, it is going out for one more week before they take it down. So make sure you take advantage of that. Guys, I'm walking around. If you can hear the sounds, it's just it's just a happy place, guys. It's such a happy place. Um, I was able to say, hang out with Skylar a little earlier. Had a blast. Uh, miss you already, my brother. Andy, you got to come down ASAP. I'm actually walking through Buena Vista right now, walking past the uh, Mickey and Walt statue. And I'm walking towards uh, Disneyland. All the crowds are leaving, so this should be fun. Um, but guys, it's such an incredible, incredible feeling to be a part of such a great podcast and to share these moments with you guys. So I'm making my way through the crowd. I'm actually going from uh, California Adventure right now to uh, Disneyland. And I wanted to take the time to tell you guys, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this podcast. Um, I'm very honored that I get to be a co-host slash Disneyland reporter. I can't wait to see what the future hold for us, holds for us. I see, so, I feel so much electricity when we talk about planning for this. You know, uh, once we get into more video production and more uploading stuff to the YouTube channel, um, I'm here to help out in any way, shape, or form, guys. And um, you know what? It's truly a blessing. It's truly a honor. You know, I'm, I'm a fanboy, man. I'm a fanboy. I've been a fanboy of the DCAS for the longest. So um, I'm just, I'm psyched. I'm psyched, guys. So uh, with that being said, guys, it's going to be a short Disneyland report. I'm going to go back into the parks. I'm going to have a blast. 
I will post pictures on the decast uh, Instagram and on my personal Instagram, Solo & Co. That's, that being said, Ben Solo signing off. Have a great one. Before we talk about Incredibles 2 trailer that just dropped, um, lots going on in Disneyland right now. Of course, they're putting, they have walls up everywhere. They're doing lots of refurbs. What do you I, think about this whole uh, Disneyland raising the prices and they're trying to keep poor people out because they're trying to raise the prices and they hate everybody? Oh my gosh. Well, first, it, it people were so shocked when the prices raised. I, it, it happens was something, every year. It ha- well, it happened every year. And then at D23 at the Parks and Resorts panel, they kind of warned everyone. They're like, hey, just a heads up, prices will go up again. Like they were warning us. So when people were on Twitter being so shocked that prices were rising, I'm like, really? We kind of knew. Um, they do it every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all going to go still. Um, yep. Yep. I- so, I mean, I get if <laughs> – you know, I get if, you know, it's you're on a budget and it's hard to get to the park and money's in your strap for money. I, I, you know, there's, you know, Disneyland will always be there. It's never going anywhere. If you're strapped for cash or you're going through a rough time, it'll always be there. Yeah. You, that you can, it's, you might, you might even experience some new things going back at, you know, saving a year or two, taking some time off from Disneyland. Um, so don't think of it as a bad thing that they're raising prices, you know, I, as much as we don't like more money being taken away from us because uh-huh. of Disney, um, you know, it's, you know, Disneyland and Disney is expanding. They're bringing new things and lots of new things, you know, maybe in the future prices lower, who knows, it, you know, there's, there's lots of building and expanding to be done and, you know, it's, we just got to go with the flow. Yeah, it happens every year. I remember now I will say that they've been the past, let's see, I want to say seven years. It's been pretty consistently every year where it wasn't before. Uh, like I remember my first annual pass I got in 2012. I got it. And my, for me and my wife to have the deluxe annual pass, which at the time was the second highest tier. The next one was right. unlimited. Uh, for the two of us to have it, it was like $790 for both of us for a year, which is insane to think now. Cause the only time we had a few like holiday weekends, we couldn't go. And then the two week block around Christmas, we couldn't go. And then like Thanksgiving weekend, a few other big weekends we couldn't go. And that was it. Right. And so we went all the time, totally got our money's worth. And we actually bought that the day before they raised prices up to like, I think it would have been like for the both of us to go would have been like $950. So it was a pretty significant jump then. So there is that. But the problem is it's happening so consistently now every year and every year people are so stinking shocked. Um, and they've introduced a lot of new price points. They have the value day, the regular day, the peak days, and they have introduced some other passes, their signature annual pass which is signature plus annual pass, which is completely unlimited, which is over a thousand dollars. They've raised that hundred more dollars. So it's $1,149. The signature is $999 or $999. Now deluxe is seven twenty nine. SoCal annual passport um, to renew is now five forty nine. But 
they you can't get a new one of those. So I understand it's still a great value, especially if you're on a vacation, you get the, the park hopper tickets. It, it's a great value. You're getting attractions. You're getting Broadway style shows. I mean, so much to do there. I understand. I, I try to be sympathetic. I know people want to go to Disneyland. They want to experience Disneyland. But it's always even when I was a kid growing up in Southern California, Disneyland was something that was expensive that you had to save toward. I remember saving my money so I could buy a ticket to Disneyland. It, oh, it, yeah, it's a luxury. It's a, it's a luxury. So it has to be treated that way. You know, I know a lot of people in Southern California, uh, having grew, grew up there, it, you, you can become accustomed to it. You go so much. I went with school and church groups a ton as a kid. So I was there all the time with groups. You got a really good group rate. So, you know, to think back, if think back then to now with the price difference. Yeah, I might be shocked, but there's also an entirely other park now. And there wasn't then. Plus, you have Star Wars Land. They're putting in Pixar Pier, putting in a whole new hotel. They're redoing downtown Disney. I mean, there's just so much going on there. So I think uh, Tiff Mink had said it best. Um, if people only cared about certain issues more than the prices of Disneyland, maybe this world would be a better place. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah, I. We, if you want to know, like, you're like, I want to go to Disneyland, I can't afford it. Come talk to one of us. My wife is the bargain hunter for Disneyland. She can, we always talk about maybe doing it the Costco thing or getting a travel agent. My wife can figure prices out way cheaper than any of those guys. Like, we price line it out, flights, driving, hotels, gas, you know. Also, you, you can like save towards it by, you know, every time you go grocery shopping, the grocery stores have um, Disneyland gift cards. Every, put it in your budget. $25 every two weeks you go grocery shopping. Buy a Disney gift card and just put it away. That way you can't spend it. It's there. And not only that, a lot of times with like Ralph's or, or, or other places, if you use your rewards card or whatever, you get extra rewards for buying gift cards. So it's a great way to do that. There's ways to do it, people. You just got to plan. So... That's my high horse on that. Sorry. I get real upset when people get all angry about it. I'm like, it's always been a luxury. You're not alone. Uh, anyways, Incredibles 2 had an incredible trailer. Skylar, why don't you tell us about Incredibles and their trailer? Oh, man. So during the Olymp- Winter Olympics, yes. uh, we were... They've teased it all week as a special look, but we knew it was a new trailer coming. Uh, this new trailer... Uh, it, it sets it up to where it lets the audience know this movie is taking place immediately, immediately where the first movie left off. We get off. the Undertaker. We do Underminer. the Undertaker. Underminer. Underminer. Sorry. Oh yeah, you see, you had me saying Undertaker. Underminer. Um, you know, we get the Underminer. We get a nice look at Frozone again. We see the whole family. We see some good little jokes. It feels like we're back in the universe uh, that we fell in love with back in 2004. Uh huh. Um, we see Jack Jack using some of the same powers we had seen in the first movie, except now Frozone gets a little look at it now. And, um, you know, it was a it was a nice little first trailer for the movie. That's yep. that's what it really is. It's it's almost like a a re- we had a tiny, tiny teaser trailer. But this really felt like the first teaser trailer. It was just a tease of what we're going to get. And, it, you know. It didn't show too much, but it showed us just enough to get us excited. And it ended with everyone's favorite character, Edna Mode. Um, so it was a really good trailer. Yeah, um, I, we really d- 
really didn't get to see any of the new characters except we heard the voice of one. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I love that it's a few things that it picks up right where it left off immediately where it left off. They are dealing with more of the superheroes having to hide, which is great. Dealing with Jack Jack, a uh, whole other just aspect of it with, you know, Mr. Incredible having to take care of the family while Elastigirl goes out and does her thing. So I, it's, it's really, it, it's just really good. They haven't really told us a whole lot else though. Um, no huge reveals kind of gave us an idea of the plot and that's it. But it, it just gets me so excited for the film. My kids love Incredibles. They're excited with Incredibles too. And yeah, I love that Pixar right around my birthday every year, right around that June 16th time they put out a film. So that's always my birthday weekend. What I do. So I'm, I'm stoked. And this is the one sequel from Pixar that we've all wanted. Oh, of course. So, I mean, for you, they keep giving us all these sequels like, okay, that's nice. That's nice. But this is like, we've been asking for this for a decade and they're finally doing it. But so excited. Can't I wait. Know. I know. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. You'll be fine. Everything's going to be okay. With that, we have some news on the Disney streaming service. What do we know, Skylar? What are they having on oh. there? Okay. Let me take a let me take a deep breath because I'm gonna be talking here for a little bit. Ready, set, go. Okay. First, no rated R movies as of right now. Things can change. The Netflix shows are staying on Netflix. That can also change in the future. But as of right now, they're staying on Netflix. Any rated R content will go to Hulu. Yep. Um, uh, you know what's funny is last year we were supposed to get Magic Camp, Disney's Magic Camp, on the big screen. Um, Oh, this is the one that stars Adam Devine from Workaholics, uh-huh. and I believe Jeffrey Tambor's in it. Um, they took that off the release schedule. Uh, a lot of people thought they pushed it back because, uh, you know, they wanted to just move the release date. I had always said, watch, it's going to the streaming service. That's what that movie was made for. And sure enough, Magic Camp is going to the streaming service. Uh, Magic Camp is directed by uh, Mean Girls director Mark Waters. So if you're a fan of him. That's uh, something for you. Another, a, a big shock to me was uh, Noel, which was originally titled yeah, Nicole, yeah. starring Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. That was supposed to be a November 2019 release date. That is actually being made for the streaming service as well. So that movie just wrapped production about three weeks ago. A pretty quick uh, production on that. Yeah. So that'll go to the streaming service, uh, which kind of opens the door for Mulan to take that November 2019 release date. Uh, so kind of keep your eye and ears on an announcement for that pretty soon. Uh, another kind of shock to me because the Disney live action films have made so much money uh, is that they're going to put Sword in the Stone remake on the streaming service. That was kind of a big shock to me, too. Yeah, that one's actually going to be um, Juan Fresnadillo, who directed 28 Weeks Later. He's uh, going to be at the helm of this movie. It's written by the Game of Thrones writer Brian Cogman. Uh, that will go to the streaming service. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, I heard they want to keep all these movies the same budget. I guess Disney is willing to spend uh, theatrical-style budget on their streaming service, which is fantastic news because yeah. uh, quality quality is always helped by a bigger budget, I usually think. Um, we're also getting a live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp. Oh, man. Uh, side note, I posted this news immediately on Twitter and Disney Film Facts. It, the Lady and the Tramp news probably blew up the most because of how many people hate the idea of this movie, where I'm just like, are you insane? 
<laughs> Why wouldn't they do a Lady and the Tramp remake? Um, it, if any studio can tackle the talking animal genre, it's Disney yes, themselves. Yes. Um, I and with the technology getting better and better and better, I think they can make this a, you know something they can truly make something special out of this i think people are forgetting that um other movies that are going to make the jump to the streaming service are um don quixote which has been long in development star girl the paper magician uh a movie that was announced about a year ago called timmy failure um tom mccarthy is going to direct that who actually directed um Oh, that 2015 Oscar nominated Spotlight. Yes. Think of it. Spotlight. Uh, he's at the helm of that one and a remake of Three Men and a Little Baby. I forgot that was that, Disney. Yeah. I know. That could be good. But come on. How do you beat Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck and that awesome mustache and a cute little baby? Yeah. Um, hopefully they put the the fake ghost in this movie. That would be kind of cool. Uh, uh, so aside from that, there's going to be more news on the movie side, probably coming in July, I would assume. Uh, on the TV side of the streaming service, we already know that they're working on a Monsters, Inc. TV series, a high school musical series. Of course, there's multiple Star Wars movies and, or shows and Star Wars shows in development. Yes. That's about all the big news I have from the streaming service. Um, I hope to keep reporting on this because this is this is all sounds so cool. I cannot wait for Disney to take more money from me when this comes out in 2019. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I'm taking a, a media relations class right now, but, and we're talking about the big conglomerates, and then everybody's all bad talking all the conglomerates, and I am too, except when it comes to Disney. I'm like, oh, but Disney's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disney can own everything. We don't care. I don't care. You can take take my money, Disney. Take my money. Everyone's like, oh, I take, can't we'll believe. Take our money. Everyone's like, I can't believe Disney bought Fox. They're so greedy. I'm like. Fox was selling to somebody. Might as well have been Disney. So here you go. Yeah, uh, greedy. Uh, Disney's gonna make all those properties better. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, Disney, we love you. We know you're not a big evil corporation. You're a big corporation, but you're not evil. You're full of pixie dust and, and magic. Yes, we know. We love you. Anyways, that's the news this week. Uh, gosh, I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go see Black Panther again, and then pretty soon here, uh, we have a Wrinkle in Time coming out. Yeah. That's what? I can't wait. When, when, when that's March when? That is March twenty third. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. That's I don't know. For, aside from Disney, March is a stacked month for movies. So, it, it, for all I know, it's March seventeenth. But March is just stacked. You know, Ready Player One, A Wrinkle in yes. Time, Tomb Raider. Uh, uh, there's another big movie that's slipping my mind. March is just yeah. Oh, Pacific Rim. Oh, um, Wrinkle in Time comes out March 9th, like in like three weeks here. Oh, God. That was 23rd. Even crazier. Yeah. Uh, Ava DuVernay, if you're listening, I haven't gotten my uh, dinner date yet. We need to finalize that first. Uh, if you Come want on, me Ava. to go out, if you want me to walk the red carpet, be your hot date to the red carpet, you need to hit me up as soon as you can. Uh, I'll make, trust me, I'll pay for dinner. I'll make the dinner plans. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait for this movie. Well, you know what's not is, is stacked is, 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 is more stacked than March is May. May is so stacked right now that the solo film is just going to do horribly. It's going to tank. Yeah. I'm joking. I, I know. 
Shame. Shame on the Star Wars people. <laughs> I just got to talk about the trolls. I know. They like getting under our skin. I know. I just block them now. Uh, I call. It's funny when you call a troll by their name, they have to come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, so much going on in the Disney universe. I'm excited from the parks to the movies to them buying up everything and making it better. I'm excited. Guys, thank you for listening to episode number 152 of the Vcast. Skylar, where can people get a hold of you on the interwebs? You can find me on all your favorite social media outlets at Disney Film Facts. Also, don't forget to check out DisneyFilmFacts.com where I break the latest, greatest movie news in the world of Disney. And you can make sure you follow me at Andy Herndon on all the various social media networks. And you can follow the Decast by going to decast.com and clicking on our social links. And don't forget, if you want to win your copy of Disney Pixar's Coco, be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you already do, leave a comment. And if you already do or you've done that, leave more comments, engage us more, and there'll be another entry every time. And then we'll pick out a name and you'll get that Blu-ray. And we are asking, because I've had this issue before, uh, that if you do this, you must be in the lower 48 states. There are some legal reasons for that. Also, shipping media overseas is a little complicated because of regions and players and then just customs. I had stuff sent back to me. I tried to send something to Spain once from somebody who wants something. So, uh, fortunately, this is limited to people in the lower 48 states. And yes, other than that, I think it's all we have. Anything I think else? so. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to episode number 152 of the Decast. You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.